0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Indians on Deck, the Let's Go Tribe Prospect podcast. I'm Matt Schlichting, and once again, we are here with Brian Hemminger. Brian, what's up?
1: Oh, not too much. It's been uh, an exciting week in the Indians farm system, so ready to talk all about it
0: awesome. So to get things started, we're going to go ahead and take a look at the uh, top 10 prospects in the system, sort of based on what the consensus picks are out there. And first off, we have Tristan McKenzie again. And while he is injured and not pitching at the moment, we did get a little bit of news. Uh, Antonini said, quote, he's still a couple of weeks away from beginning a throwing progression. And that was back on the 11th.
1: That's a better sign than Clevenger. Yes, he's at least allowed to look at a baseball.
0: He is allowed to think about the game. Uh, next up, we have Nolan Jones. How did he do this week?
1: Um, it, He's still having some issues uh, with his power, but I mean, he's getting on base at a ridiculous clip. Uh, so in 34 plate appearances, he only batted 231, but he had a 412 on base percentage and he had no extra base hits. So a really ridiculous slash of. 231, 412, 231. <laughs> but, hey, if you're getting on base at a four over 400 on base percentage, that is elite, elite rate. And that's what Nolan Jones does right now. His eye is really, really good at the plate. And it's only a matter of time until, until he starts t- tapping into some power again, because last year he hit like 19 home runs. So I'm sure that'll come.
0: Yeah, we know the power is there. It's just a matter of starting to get the ball in play a little more. Next up, we have Tyler Freeman, and he had himself a week.
1: Yeah, he was okay. You know, he he only batted 500, and then with a 600 on-base percentage for the last week, I have him listed with four doubles, six runs scored, uh, three RBIs. He walked four times. This is a guy that was not known for walking. He was like the the Astadio of the Indian system, but he's adding that to his game, which is Amazing. And the best part about it is a lot of times when people increase their walk rate and increase their patience, that means they're going to see more strikes. They're going to strike out more. He struck out two times this whole season, which is just insane. So uh, Tyler Freeman's WRC plus for the last week. W- w- what would your guess be? I mean, you know, 100 means that you're league average, right?
0: Right. And he had the supremely satisfying slash line of 500, 600, 700. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess like two seventy five, two ninety
1: three. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Yeah, it. he also stole three bases and got hit by three pitches. So get on base however you can, right? Yeah, but yeah, Freeman had himself a week. He is was by far the top Indians player of the week. I'm sure he'll be Midwest League player of the week. I mean, he's after a slightly slow start where he just had some bad. Uh, unlucky bat-bip situations. Uh, He wasn't striking out or anything, but uh, he was just putting the ball in play and not getting hits. Now he's just been tearing the cover off the ball, and he's got his batting average up around 313. I mean, I think that average is going to keep climbing because this kid can hit.
0: And our fourth prospect uh, is Bo Naylor, and he had a little bit more struggling to go through last week.
1: He definitely has been tasked with uh, the toughest uh, or most aggressive assignment of any player in the Indian system, as the first pick last year, um, and he's catching it at the single A full season level. So he skipped Low A entirely at Mahoning Valley, and after a pretty good start to the season, he's uh, fallen off a little bit. Now he's uh, he's batted one eighty eight this last week, and that's actually what his batting average is for the whole season too. Um. And I mean, he is still seeing the ball pretty well on base percentage is uh, almost 100 points higher than the batting average, but uh, he definitely uh, not really putting the ball in play uh, as much as he would like, especially for a guy that's kind of known as a, a really good uh, offensive catching prospect. So just got to give him time, though. I mean, this is uh, a very uh, aggressive promotion, and so... I think uh, I think by the the midway point, point of the season he'll he'll really have uh, settled in a little bit more.
0: Yeah, and I would rather with a guy like him give him the chance to try to perform at the higher level rather than it's like if they really felt he was just going to destroy low A. There's not really any reason for him to do it, and it's not like he's. I mean, his, he's still his on base percentage for the season so far is still three sixteen. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's been a complete disaster. It's just a matter of starting to get a little bit more momentum exactly Uh, george valera is our number five guy we will not see him uh, until a little bit later this season once some of the other leagues get kicked off so we can move on ahead to bobby bradley
1: yeah and bradley had himself a pretty good week he uh batted 286 with a 348 on base percentage hit a home run had three doubles and that's pretty much us keeping in line with uh, his performance for the whole s- the season as a whole. So he's off to a good start, although uh, a lot of it's BAPIP related because his uh, BAPIP is pretty high right now and his strikeout rates are about the same as they were last year. So no real changes there. Uh, so I'd like to see him start to strike out less. But it is good to see that he's making strong contact and getting a lot of extra base hits. So because he's he's definitely the top slugging prospect in the system. And when he puts the ball in play, good things happen.
0: Yeah. And I I hope he keeps it up because I'd love to see him get a shot, maybe a little bit more than a cup of coffee this season with the Indians. And I know it's a little crowded around, you know, first base DH, but still,
1: I'd, I'd say it's it's not out of the realm of possibility that he is one injury to a Jake Bowers or Carlos Santana or maybe even. Say Hanley Ramirez keeps struggling, and they pull the plug on that. Uh, he's he's one of those type of situations away from uh, getting called up. So just keep keep doing your thing, Bobby Bradley, because uh, it would be nice to see that uh, that power in the lineup. Although another left-handed bat, which we don't really need. <laughs> and it feels like
0: at some point they're just going to trot out an entire lineup of either lefties uh, lefties and switch hitters combined. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Probably, because uh, there's just something about it. The Indians just cannot get any uh, right-handed uh, bats in that lineup that they don't just sign as a veteran free agent from somewhere. That's what it feels like, at least.
0: Our next prospect on the list is Brian Rocchio. He, as well, is in one of the lower leagues, so we will be able to update you on him once they get started. Uh, Luis Oviedo was Ooh. next up, and yeah.
1: <laughs> After starting the season with two spectacular starts and t- 10 shutout innings over the course of those starts, and I think the first start was no hit, uh, this one was ugly. It was it was about as bad as it gets. It was a Carrasco-esque from last week. <laughs> he went two-thirds of an inning and gave up six runs, er, all earned, um, three walks uh just really, really, really rough start, but uh I'm sure that he'll bounce back because i mean you you don't do as well as he did in his other starts, and I don't know it must I don't know if it was a mechanical thing or what it was, but he he had an awful awful start that I'm sure he never wants to experience again, and I don't ever want to see again it was it was real bad
0: well to put it. Into some perspective, just how good he was to start the season, he has .2 innings where he gives up six runs, and his ERA is still only 5.06 for the year, even though his ERA for that game would have been, what, like 40?
1: 81 for the game.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so he's sitting on 10.2 innings pitched now. Two of those starts, fabulous. One of them, hopefully, we never have to speak of it again.
1: So yeah, the less said about that start, the better. I mean, it was it was not pretty.
0: Ethan Hankins is another one of our guys where we're waiting for the short seasons to pick up. So that brings us to Sam Hentges,
1: who it wasn't terrible. Had yeah. another start. It was it was his best start of the season, which is nice to say, but it also still wasn't a good start. Um, I mean, it was okay. He uh, went five innings, gave up three runs, uh, had three walks, five strikeouts. Uh, his other starts before that have actually been pretty brutal, not quite, uh, Oviedo's most recent one brutal, but they've all been like pitched four innings, gave up like five or six runs type of situation. So he's really been having a lot of trouble with his control. Uh, as it says here, his whip on the season is over two. So he is just allowing base hits and walks. Uh, he's still striking out guys, almost a uh, 10 per nine innings, but, uh, he really needs to, uh. Get that command under control because as a big, tall lefty uh, with a really good with really good breaking stuff and decent velocity, like everything is set up for him to succeed. And he just needs to succeed right now and start succeeding at least. Uh, This is his first taste of double A. So, I mean, maybe this has just been a difficult adjustment for him, but I definitely like I, I am glad to see that he did better in his last start. But I mean, he still has a long ways to go before uh, getting talked about as somebody the Indians could use this year, which I think some people were thinking was a possibility coming into this season.
0: Yeah, I know. Even if it was just out of the pen, there was some talk about that. So yeah, those are our top 10 guys, not for the season, but prospect wise. Uh, as far as this past week goes, uh, we'd like to highlight five guys that really stood out to us and had excellent performances. We have already talked about Tyler Freeman, who of course is the number one pick uh, for someone that dominated the week that was, but who else do we have Brian?
1: All right. Well, we had Oscar Mercado uh, of spring training uh, infamy where uh, the Indians fans on let's go tribe just completely fell in love with the kid, Uh, a right-handed bat, which is great. We got him uh, from the St. Louis Cardinals last year. And, he had a great week this week. Uh, he batted uh, 316 with a 409 on base percentage. Uh, also stole a home run defensively. And then today he had himself a game. He went uh, three for four. And so th- these stats aren't included in the slash line, I don't think, either. So uh, today he went three for four in the Clippers game with a double, a walk, and four stolen bases. Four. Four. He has seven already in the season. If he uh, keeps going like this, uh, the Indians don't really have a right-handed outfielder right now. And he's definitely making a case for himself, especially after the yes. the Luplo uh, experiment flamed out. Because, I mean, you look at the Indians uh, outfield right now, they have four left-handed hitting outfielders. You don't really need four left-handed hitting outfielders. So it wouldn't hurt to uh, have a, a righty in there and maybe take one of those lefties out of the equation. Just throwing that out there, Tito.
0: The Jordan Luplo experiment sounds like a 70s (laughs) prog rock band.
1: Uh, Speaking of Luplo, uh, he did hit a home run today for Columbus. Hey! As did uh, Eric Stamets. Maybe they just needed uh, a little more seasoning.
0: Uh, The next guy that we singled out for this week was James Karinchak.
1: Yeah, and and we've talked about James a little bit last week, but this guy uh, is incredible. Uh, We took him... I think the same year that we had a uh, Bieber, I, I might be wrong. And he at first had a little bit of trouble and uh, he was coming off of an injury. And the last season he was sensational uh, as a reliever. And this year he has been a revelation entering his most recent uh, bullpen performance. He had struck out every out that he recorded the whole season, uh, and then his most recent one, he went 1.1 innings pitched and struck out three. So he he he. Some guy actually put the ball in play against him, but he hasn't given up a hit. He hasn't he didn't walk anybody this past week. No runs, obviously. I mean, he has been absolutely unstoppable. The one knock on Karinchek coming into this season was can he get his walks down? because they knew that he was the top strikeout percentage guy in the Indian system, and he has got his walks down. I I think he walked the first guy he faced to start this season, and he hasn't walked anybody since. I mean, he has been absolutely lights out. The one issue is, I do think he has, during this past week in his three appearances, he did a wild pitch in each appearance. So that is something to consider. You know, he is a little bit still effectively wild, or at least maybe his stuff is so filthy that double A catchers can't can't catch it. Uh, James Karinchek, if there is an opening in the Indians bullpen, he might be getting called up sooner than rather than later. I mean, he is absolutely disgusting. Plus, us you know, upper nineties with uh, nasty breaking stuff. So uh, this is this is a guy that I think is going to be an impact player for the Indians bullpen for years to come.
0: Yeah, and he, I looked it up, he was drafted in the ninth round of 2017, and one thing that jumped out at me as I was looking through his numbers, and he threw 50 pitches in the last week, eight of those were swinging strikes, and ten of those he caught guys looking for a strike, which, it's just
1: nasty. So he only threw, out of 50 pitches, he only threw 18 strikes?
0: Uh, the other ones were, I think, either foul balls or I could have also read the numbers wrong, but he was massacring people
1: overall. I mean, he is. He is. He is downright filthy. Uh,
0: the next player is Ryan Flaherty.
1: Yeah. You know, Flaherty's obviously not a prospect. He's a, a veteran. Uh, he was with the Indians in spring training and liked to leave to try to get a free agency and came back. And the Indians gave him an opportunity for a minor league deal, and he's been tearing the cover off the ball for Columbus. Uh, granted, you're probably supposed to as a, a 4A type of guy, but uh, yeah, this past week he went 8 for 18 with a double, six walks, scored five runs at a stolen base, so batted 444 with a 583 on base percentage. So go get him, Flaherty. If uh, Freeman isn't Working out, then Flaherty potentially could be uh, our utility guy uh, as we move on through the season.
0: And he, sorry, I went back because I realized my math was long wrong on Karen. Check it was fourteen swinging strikes and eleven strikes looking. Okay,
1: so That's a little bit better.
0: The yeah, and 70 percent strikes overall. So fully half of his pitches were things that just fooled dudes, and then another twenty percent were foul balls.
1: Plus, uh, he, he did have, oh, I should mention with Karinczak, he actually did have two ground outs. That doesn't seem possible, but one of them was a drop third. He had a drop third strike. <laughs> so uh, uh, so two balls were put in play in those kind of strikes as well.
0: And it is nice to have, to get back to Flaherty, have him as an option.
1: Yeah, he's, he's a veteran. We know that he's capable. He's played for a bunch of teams over the, the last few years. So it, it's good to have that available. As you mentioned it, for sure, especially after uh, we've seen that uh, more often statements haven't exactly uh, grabbed the the bull by the horns here.
0: And then our final player to highlight from the entire system uh, is Eli Morgan. And what did we see from Uh, him, Brian?
1: Eli was sensational this past week. He had two starts. Uh, The first start, he went five innings, shutout baseball with nine strikeouts. Uh, So just an absolute beast. Um, And then... Today, he pitched and he went six innings, gave up a run, struck out seven. Over the past week, in two appearances, he went 11 innings, one run, six hits, three walks, 16 strikeouts, and two starts. You have yourself a week. And he was already named the Pitcher of the Week for last week in the Carolina League. And then he goes out today and pitches six innings, one run, uh, seven strikeouts. So I don't know if that'll be Pitcher of the Week worthy, but I mean, he has been absolutely – he has actually been the most consistent dominant pitcher in the Indians minor league system to start the season through three starts. We've had several other guys that started strong, like Oviedo, Gene uh, Carlos Mejia, uh, but then in their third start, they all uh, came down to earth a little bit. Mejia um, wasn't quite as bad. I think he gave up three runs in five innings. So it wasn't, you know, atrocious. There might have been two runs in five innings. Eli Morgan is repeating the year at Lynchburg. He spent about 75% of his season there last year. And I think if there's anybody that gets uh, promoted to Akron early, it's going to be him. Like He is absolutely smashing right now.
0: If he has another start like that where he's just completely overpowering guys, I mean, is it unprecedented that early in the year Uh, to move somebody out? There's
1: been multiple situations, and usually it happens at high A. The last two times that I remember it uh, distinctly was, actually, there were three. No, no, it was two, sorry. (laughs) But Adam Pletko started at high A like four or five years ago. And I mean, he could not have had a better start to the season. And he ended up getting promoted to double A pretty quickly. I think it took like maybe five or six starts. Uh, Thomas Pannone had an insane start to his high A about, I think it was the year we traded him for Joe Smith, but he started
0: that was his scoreless inning streak, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It?
1: He started the season with six or seven straight scoreless starts. It was in the forty-plus innings. I mean, it was it was complete dominance, and it continued actually after he got promoted to Double A. And then I think I remember uh, Julian Merriweather being just downright filthy uh, about three or four years ago um, when he was starting at High A, and all three times uh, the longest anybody stayed was to, through the All Star break of the, the league. And I think that was Merriweather. The other two got promoted before. If uh, Eli keeps this up, I think maybe one or two more starts and he's an Akron, especially because Akron's kind, right now kind of running, you know, Tanner Tully and a few other guys that could be like long relievers. They they don't really have a future in the Indians rotation potentially.
0: And he'll definitely be someone we're going to have tabs on, which actually brings up a question that I had uh, as we progress through the season. Do you think it would make sense for us to sort of reconfigure the top 10 on the fly, maybe on like a monthly basis? Because if someone like Morgan, who I believe we had ranked in Let's Go Tribe rankings, we did not rank this Mowing year, people think. down. Did we really?
1: Oh, I don't think we did. Or if we did, it was really far down. But I don't think we did, even though he was good last year. Like it was just we added so much young talent that he kind of got lost in the shuffle. I I believe he might have been in my best of the rest.
0: But in general, for that top 10 list, it seems like it'd be kind of fun outside of the guys who are obviously sort of the bona fide top prospects. Maybe the last three slots or so make it possible for one of the guys to crack into it.
1: Oh, absolutely. And uh yeah, we'll, we'll definitely keep an eye on that as the season goes, but there's definitely been a few players that I think are making a very good impression. You know, Daniel Johnson, Oscar Mercado, guys that people really weren't familiar with that we got from other places, uh, or also just some people that are you know, taking that next step, like an Eli Morgan. So uh, I'm, I'm very excited to, to see how uh, our top 10 will evolve as we go.
0: And speaking of Johnson, uh, what we're going to do now is highlight some of the guys other than the top five from the week that also had really, really good performances through some of the different levels. Uh, Johnson hit 318, 407, 591 this past week. Three doubles, a home run, nine RBIs, four walks. He seems pretty lucky. Yeah, his
1: OPS is still about a thousand or or over a thousand at double A. I don't think anybody else on Akron is even like over 800 or if they are they're just barely. <laughs> so I mean he is clearly above and beyond the the best offensive player on that team. Um I mean I think once we kind of get it sorted out in Columbus with uh, a lot of the veterans that are there, I think you know you can maybe like a Trace Thompson could be let go or something. There's going to be an opening for uh, Daniel Johnson at AAA at some point because he started he was there last year. He had an injury. But he clearly is proving that he's ready for that next step, especially after the way he impressed in sprint training as well.
0: Any other specific players that you want to give a shout out to for their performances?
1: Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll give a, a shout out to Oscar Gonzalez. I mean, he has consistently been one of the best hitters in uh, the Indian system all season. And then this past week, he went, I think, 11 for 31 with three doubles, a home run, scored three runs, had nine RBIs and a stolen base. The one knock on him has always been he doesn't walk. And that's exactly what happened this week. He did not walk once. The only reason his on-base percentage is not the exact same as his 354 batting average is he got hit by a pitch. So, <laughs> uh, And he does strike out a lot. So as a guy that is a very aggressive swinger uh, and does not walk, uh, I would like to see him get that K-rate down, but he did strike out 11 times out of the, his 20 uh, non sink non-base hit at-bats this week. So that's something to keep an eye on as well. But uh, Gonzalez is a, an exciting player. He was like the MVP of the Arizona Rookie League a couple years ago, and he's continued to rake at every level. I think he's had about the highest overall batting average for Indians players that have been in the system for the past three or four years. Doesn't doesn't have any patience whatsoever, though.
0: So. And I believe that's how I played when I was still attempting to be a baseball player. I made a lot less contact, though
1: i mean who wants to walk right who wants to walk yeah so we've got a little bit of time here
0: at the end of our show for some questions that came in we always ask uh, the day of and uh, also oh, go ahead
1: uh, i will I, I have a couple updates on injuries oh
0: yeah let's hit that so, first
1: uh we had two players in the past week in the indian system get placed on uh the the injured list uh andrew Kaliga. Cal- He's a double-A outfielder. He got placed on the injured list for, I think, a fractured finger or something. So that sucks, but he uh, hopefully will be back soon, or at least uh, down the road. And then Jonathan Loreno, uh, catcher at Lynchburg, got placed on the disabled list. I don't know what for, but the, the highlight of Jonathan Loreno... Uh, Going on the injured list was to replace him. They recalled SickNarf Loopstock from spring training. So SickNarf is back, baby. It is time. (laughs) Fear the Narf dog. And then uh, one other injury update. We have uh, an update on somebody about to return from injury. And This is somebody we're very excited about is Nick Sandlin. Yes. uh, Who started the year on the injured or just he wasn't on any rosters to start the season. People wondering where he was. Uh, he has been in extended spring training, had a little bit of a forearm issue. It seems like that has been dealt with, and he is he is in Akron right now. I believe he's expected to be activated over the weekend. So keep an eye out for Nick Sandland to continue that incredible rise that he has had. After being drafted in the second round by the Indians last year, he made it all the way to Double A, And uh, he is uh, back in... Akron to start the the 2019 season should make a an appearance out of the pen maybe Saturday or Sunday.
0: I am pumped to see what he can do.
1: Yeah, I just want to see him. I want to watch yeah. him pitch because I haven't, you know, I didn't really get to watch him that much last year because all those lower levels they don't have a lot of uh, video available. But at Akron, I think every game pretty much is televised. Akron and Columbus, so I can watch him uh, come out of the pen at any time. So I'm really excited about that. So now we can move on to viewer questions the questions
0: like i was saying every week we reach out on wednesday morning just to see if there's any questions from our wonderful listeners one that we got two this week that we're going to take a look at the first one is um at from akron ohio uh, why stamets and moroff and now freeman stamets i think um why stamets and moroff and now freeman over <clears throat> Chen chang is it not is that he's not ready or is it a service time thing?
1: I don't think it's a service time thing, but I think to start the season, what they wanted to do was Stamets had been at AAA for a long time. They thought they'd give him a shot and he was known as a defensive first guy. And I think that that was a thing that they were kind of more worried about than somebody that can hit a little bit better, but doesn't play as good defense. So they went with the veteran minor leaguer that was already on the 40 man roster and it just clearly didn't work out. I mean, Stamets was awfully struck out like 60, 70% of his plate appearances at some really ugly at bats. He did end up getting a little league home run. So, you know, good for him. Uh, and then defensively, he, had, he did not play well, but I think that was what their line of thinking was that, you know, he's been at, at AAA for at least parts of the last three seasons. Let's give him an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then uh, more off, I think he doesn't have options. So they didn't want to just release him after they traded for him in the offseason. The other thing is uh, when they decided to send statements down. Francisco Lindor is expected to be activated this weekend. I mean, why call up Yu Chang for three games? Right. You know, so that, that I think that was the reasoning here. So it's likely that they're because they probably don't want to lose uh Moroff, because he's still pretty young. They're probably going to DFA Freeman when Lindor gets activated is my expectation.
0: And if Chang was playing lights out, Right now, there might be a little bit more pressure, but he's been struggling a little bit to start the season in Columbus.
1: Yeah, yeah he he hasn't exactly been uh, destroying the baseball. Let me see. Uh, he didn't play today. I don't think so. I'd have to look up a little further to to see his, his overall stats, but I think he hit a home run, but for the most part, he hasn't done a whole lot yet. So still uh, heating up a little bit at AAA.
0: And our next question from Richard K. Bach are lefty hitters in the minors being taught how to hit against the big shift? Do the minors use the big shift? To what extent is bunting taught and practiced? What could a decent bunter hit against the defense with no one manning third and base? And I know you have some insight here for everyone.
1: Uh, from everything I've heard, they definitely are uh, teaching the shift at the minor league levels. They're shifting a lot. They're going to have to learn uh, either to, to go the other way or to, to start bunting or, or just do uh, what the major league players do and start elevating the ball and hit it over the shift and out of the park. Um, But uh, that definitely is happening right now. Now uh, in terms of bunting, I'd say in minor league baseball, bunting is a lot more important than in the major leagues because of the the different rules. Uh, A lot of people don't know, but in minor league games in when they go to extra innings, every single inning will start with a, a man on second base. And uh, so typically, every single team has their leadoff hitter bunt that guy to third base. Uh, I mean, maybe unless it's some super prospect or something, but for the most part, every extra inning game, you better be working on those uh, bunting skills because you need to get that guy over and then get him in. So you, you definitely see bunts quite a bit in the minor leagues. Uh, it's being taught a lot. And if. A player was incredible with a bunting uh I they could hit over four hundred easily, if not five hundred. It's just teams would adapt. They would obviously stop shifting if a guy was just crushing them, getting on base every single time that they shifted on him. But mm-hmm. with some players, maybe they're willing to to risk a single for a guy that would normally be hitting doubles and home runs. I've
0: kind of wondered, like say you had Mike Trout. And they were shifting against him, or something, or, or someone with that level of production. How well would he have to hit just bunting to make up for the complete lack of power? Like if he hit six hundred, yeah, it would <laughs> probably have to be six hundred.
1: And the, the thing with uh you know some players though is, if you're a good base stealer, you know you get on base that it can be like a double. You know, you just steal second, like Jose. I mean, the second he gets on first base, he does. He's just like, okay, first pitch, I'm out of here. You know, so yeah,
0: he did that twice on yeah. Monday, walking yeah. and stole second.
1: So I'm loving that. So if if Jose could actually punt, then <laughs> he, I mean, he'd be getting free doubles and triples every at bat.
0: Well, hopefully, he either starts mashing all the time again, or I, it'd be nice to see him be able to use that. Even if he just whips it out once a game to keep guys a little bit more honest playing against him. Well, I think that's it for this week, unless there is anything else that you wanted to bring up about our prospects.
1: I think that's about everything I had. I don't uh, have any other crazy factoids or information. So, yeah, just keep an eye out. We'll be back uh, next week.
0: All right. Thanks, Brian.